You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back, everyone, to Got Tech, the podcast. This is our 10th episode, resources, PD, and ed tech tools for the summer. Guys and I are going to talk about some of the plans we'd like to accomplish this coming summertime. We're going to go through a few of the podcasts that we've been listening to and some that we plan to listen to more. We're also going to get into some of the ed tech tools we tried out but would like to enhance our use of over the summertime, some of the books we've laid on our nightstands but haven't gotten a chance to read, also some of the educational groups that we've been a part of and want continue keep using. We'll close the episode with some of the PD that we're most excited about for this coming year. Hey, good to see you again, Nick. I'm happy to sit down with you for another podcast. It's exciting. This is our 10th one. I can't believe we're we're in the double digits already. Time's flying when you're having fun. There you go. So let's just get right into it. We're breaking away from our traditional format just to get into a School's Out episode. Summertime's all about changing up your regimen, uh, doing things differently, starting anew, starting fresh. So we're going to do that with episode 10. Let's kick it off with uh, some of the things that we plan to accomplish over the summer. I know I always like to use summer as a time where you don't have to come into work every day, so you can sort of work from home and really dig into some things you wouldn't otherwise have time for. Do you have anything lined up for that? Well, I will say I am on my last class before I start my dissertation for my doctorate, so that will take up some of my time, but one of the things I plan on doing is creating some professional development that we could put on our gottech.com webpage for everyone to use. I'm going to focus a lot on digital escape the rooms. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, we've been trying really hard to update that as much as possible, but it's tough over the school year, so it'd be nice to see some things going in there. I know for me, I'm really going to try and dig deep into some video creation for my own my classroom this coming year. I like to make my own videos that my kids watch. A lot of the times you find them on YouTube and they're great, but if they're just, there's always something that's just a little bit off compared to what I want. So a lot of the time, if I can, when I have the time, I, I make them and I record them. So I'm really going to go pretty deep into that. I also want to do a lot more with designing technological supplements for students that are struggling through my lessons or through my units and also things for the faster moving students who are done early and need some other things to do. That sounds really cool. Nick, uh, I know we try to listen to podcasts as much as we create them. Uh, Is there one on your mind that uh, you have queued up ready to go for this summer? Yeah, sure. But this is one of my favorites and it's actually not an ed tech podcast, which I think sometimes is pretty good just to break that mold a little bit. This is a pretty popular one, so some of you may have heard this. It's called the Stuff You Should Know podcast. Uh, The episodes are, are pretty short, about the same length as we do, 40 to 50 minutes, and each one just kind of picks a different topic to cover and sort of dig deep into uh, just some of their most recent ones. They talk about everything. Um, so the most recent one was Frida Kahlo. Before that was the Max Headroom Incident, which I don't even know what it is. But the thing I like about these is um, you can share them with your students. So if you come across one of these that has some connection to a course that you teach, uh, you're, you're a class of, of kids could definitely listen in and get some really interesting information. And just the way that the episodes are presented is, is really fascinating. Um, 
might give you a little bit of a break from that educational world. But also, like I said, there can be some really cool ties to things that you might actually use in your classroom. So I'd like to recommend the Stuff You Should Know podcast to everybody. Sounds pretty cool. I do have that one queued up because we talked about this a little bit beforehand. But Yeah, what do you got? Uh So I just came back from the Garden State Summit. It was awesome. I had a great time there. And I had the opportunity to take Jeff Bradbury's podcasting class there. And the professional development definitely helped me a lot. Uh, Very good time. But he is one of the gurus out there that he has five or six different podcasts that he's a part of. Oh, wow. Um, He's a Microsoft and Google trainer. So he's very diverse in that. And he likes to get other professionals in the field onto his podcast so he would way rather have multiple people producing a podcast you know making the podcast with him than doing a solo which i found very interesting but i'm gonna recommend the teacher cast podcast and uh if you guys want to follow jeff on twitter it's at jeff bradbury uh awesome guy great energy had a lot of good points um went over some equipment and some tools that we could use on the podcast maybe to brush things up he also talks a little bit about how he edits podcasts which is pretty amazing so i'm not going to throw out his whole professional development there because he will be at the podcast movement 2018 in philly so if you want to catch him you could probably catch him there i know he's going to be there he'll probably be doing some type of a professional development but uh he, he has a lot of good stuff uh, on his podcast. Some of his most recent ones were understanding the many ways we can engage our visible learners in our classrooms and how can we promote cognitive rigor through classroom questioning. I know as a first-year teacher, second-year teacher, questioning is one of the hardest things that you'll do. Yeah, questioning is still one of the hardest things you could do. That sounds like a good one to check out. Um, okay, so what about some ed tech tools that you're looking to use more of this coming school year? Other than Google, just creating a lot of digital escape the rooms because I'm getting a lot of good feedback on those. I know I did one for your class. Sure. I just finished one on the Odyssey. I have one on uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and I'm trying to get one per content area just so they can kind of experience the uh, the whole f- the flow of uh, digital escape the rooms to go with some of the physical escape the rooms that I do. But uh, other than that, I'm going to focus on really getting the most out of Google Keep. It's a tool that I've been exposed to in conversation several times. I never really investigated it, but I'm going to definitely use Google Keep. And I'm going to focus on how to use Google Keep informative and summative assessments. I think I'm taking a look at... um... ThingLink for this coming year. I, we've talked about ThingLink several times, and I've only used it a few times in my class, but I really think that that's going to be a big one for me. Um, if you haven't heard about it yet, ThingLink allows you to annotate images in 360-degree images that you can click and pan through. And just in one of the more recent episodes, as we we're sort of checking that out, I got tons of great ideas. And I think as I build more tech-based units, I really want ThingLink to be a a big part of that to kind of let my students explore uh, some more interactive things at their own pace. Along with that, the uh, the best feedback I've gotten from students this year has been for the flipped classroom units where they watch videos at home. I know you had a bunch of experience with that um, when you were still teaching bio, and I th- the kids love it. That's like their favorite way to do, at least for me. Maybe it's just the way I do it or blends with my personality the best, but it, w- it went really awesome. So I'm going to hit that hard this year, especially with um, YouTube is coming out with a new tool uh, that embeds right within the video and asks 
questions as people watch the videos. It's called Video Questions Editor. I don't think it's available on the main YouTube page yet, um, but you can access like a trial version of it. And I think that's going to be really awesome too as, I, as we incorporate some videos, uh, some videos as part of the flipped classroom units. That's awesome. I, I really like ThingLink. First of all, I think it really brings a lesson to life, especially when you use the 360 degree version of a picture. Yeah. And YouTube editor sounds great. I mean, it, it almost seems like YouTube is, you know, starting to step up. They have a partnership with Google, so they're increasing their game a little bit more towards the educational side. So. It do, yeah, it does seem like that. I think uh, they know how many teachers are using this now and K through 12, but also at, you know, the uh, college collegiate levels too. So they're really tying some uh, or bringing in some really cool resources for us. All right, let's get to books. Books. This is the toughest one. I don't know about you, but I never have or I never feel like I have time to read over the school year. I've been reading a lot of textbooks and case studies and research papers and things like that. I, I can't wait to get back into just being able to crack open a book and read a couple pages. Yeah, it's one of the best parts about summer. Um, I know one of the ones that I've been considering checking out is called Smart But Scattered by Peg Dawson and Richard Guare. Uh, this is all about students that are intelligent. I've, I've seen some research actually that says, I mean, everybody's seen the bell curve uh, shape before. That's like your typical expected model for... Uh, outcome in your classroom, but I've heard an argument for the opposite where there's actually, uh, it would be like an inverted bell curve where most of the students are likely to be either more intelligent or have some kind of learning disability. And actually that middle range is where there's less students. And the only reason it doesn't look like that is because a lot of kids have a hard time with something called executive functioning. And that's what this book is about. Um, their overall theme is just that intelligent students struggle in school uh, because they need support with that. And if you've, I think we've all heard, at least I have heard the term executive functioning, but I didn't know what it was until I read this. Yeah. So I think that's just when students have trouble getting organized or controlling their emotions and actions, and they struggle to fight impulses like pulling out their cell phone every two seconds right and checking to see if they got a, a like on facebook or whatever a follow on twitter yeah i mean it's a distracting world out there for kids these days and as soon as i read the back cover of this book uh, their little uh, you know information on executive functioning that really spoke to me especially at the high school level for us i see this all the time with the kids they're, they're the content i'm teaching they it's well within their realm of ability but they're just too disorganized they're too stressed out distracted distracted too emotional to uh, to really focus on it. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, as we read this, it gives me some good info to help those kids out. All right, I'm going to do something that would be very, very hard for me to do, and that's uh, a book by Donald Finkel called Teaching With Your Mouth Shut. Oh, yeah, you're not going to like that. Yeah, that would be tough, but I really like the message that was on the back. It's about getting out from the lecture stand, so basically transitioning your class from a uh, teacher-centered classroom to a student-centered classroom, and it gives some strategies on how to do that and make that transition. Though I, I have been a student student-centered classroom for quite some time right especially in my last couple of years of teaching before i got the uh, tech integration position i still think that i'm missing some stuff and i can make myself better so this is something that i'm interested in and i definitely want to check out that's awesome yeah you can't get enough good tips about how to take yourself sort of away from that lecture style stuff we could always use some new things there uh let's go maybe go into some educational groups, some online groups. This is sort of more your arena there, Kaisa. What do you got for me as far as educational groups? 
I find the best way to figure out stuff in the ed tech and education realms is to be a part of a community. Right. So there are four that I really uh, gravitate to lately. I, I just became new members and I plan on becoming more engaged in those. And there's obviously the ones that I've already been a part of. House of Ed Tech, that's still a good one. It's thriving. There's a lot of interaction on there. Is that Chris, Chris Nessie, right? Yeah, that's yep. Chris Nessie. And then uh, now... I recently uh, became a member of Technology Teacher Tribe on Facebook, hacking project-based learning. I love project-based learning. That's awesome. I should have mentioned that earlier as another thing. I really want to do more of this coming year, so that should be a really helpful one. Teach with Tech, which uh, I'll talk a little bit more about in the, the next question, because I know that's coming up. And then yeah. a newer one called Smashboard EDU. Do you know what the, what's the deal with Smashboard? Do they feature something in particular? Smashboard, their icon up at the top of their uh, their group was empathize, define, ideate, prototype, and test. Ooh, nice. So that just caught my attention. I'm not really familiar with it. I'm a part of it. The guy that runs it is super active, and he has a lot of great ideas out there. Okay. So I'm just uh, excited. That was actually one that I added yesterday. Right. So I haven't really been too involved with that, but through the couple of posts that the uh, the creator has done, I, I like what I see. Yeah, you know? that looks like a cool one to check out, Smashboard EDU. Yeah, and uh, they just have a new website called smashboardedu.com. Nice. Let's, let's wrap this up and get into some of the I guess the the PD we're looking forward to this summer. That's one of the other best parts about summertime is, uh, you know, you've got the time to sort of actually check out some PD and focus on that. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with virtual conferences. Last year, I I, uh, tuned in to YouTube and the uh, EdTech team was running a virtual conference. It was the first time I've ever seen or been a part of a professional development like that. And it was awesome. It was eight hours where I sat in my pajamas on a Saturday with my feet up. I had three meals placed next to me, ready to go, some snacks, some drinks, and I kind of watched that. But there's a couple of those coming up, which is... That's the way to do it. Yeah, which is very cool. And one you can find on Twitter using hashtag Hive Summit, H-I-V-E-S-U-M-M-I-T. And that's August 1st through the 9th. So they're going to be running this professional development for the first nine days of August. And they're going to have videos every like 30 minutes. Whoa. And then these videos will be available for some time after. But you have to go to Twitter, type in hashtag Hive Summit and register. And you'll have the access codes to those uh, videos for those 14 first 14 days and also you'll be able to see them live for the first nine that's awesome so no you have to register you can't just log into youtube and see the videos right all right you're gonna register and they're gonna send you a link later on so that one's pretty cool cool the njaet is having a tech splash this is not a virtual one but they're having a tech splash on wednesday august 1st and the keynote speaker there is alice Keeler, who is uh, who has come up on our podcast several times. We also have a professional development in August at Ryder University that we are going to uh, be presenting at. Yeah, if you guys want to check out Geis and myself in person, we're going to be be uh, presenting a brief session on some of the really cool work we've been doing with escape the rooms, escape the digital the rooms. escape the rooms, That's and right. maybe even a physical escape the room, which is pretty cool. So uh, that is at the Gifted and Talented Symposium 
on Ryder's campus. And any of our other uh, local New Jersey teacher listeners, you could check out Geis and I also at Teach Meet New Jersey, August 9th. That's in Toms River South. We think we've got that one lined up. Uh, we're just doing a like one of the app smashes. Yeah, okay. We we're signed doing, up for one of those. Yeah, one of the app smash things at Teach Meet New Jersey, August 9th, as well as probably the uh, New Jersey Science Convention this coming fall. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm actually going to present one with you and present one with our colleagues, Stephanie Euclid and uh, Karen Lucci, who are basically professional development queens. I mean, they go everywhere. They're amazing, yeah. So they're pretty phenomenal. But that's what we have on our plate. And I'm going to hope to watch a couple baseball games on the tube as well this summer grill out a little bit. But other than that, I'm looking forward to six weeks of, you know, just trying to develop my craft a little bit more and find ways that I can work with other teachers to make quality products and just share them. Yeah, I mean, this summer's awesome for the rest and relaxation piece, but I think the best part is that as you do recuperate and sort of bring yourself back to square one after a long and intense school years to sort of start taking a look at some things with your with your enhanced, uh, with your free time and, and really figure out some cool stuff. Because when you can focus on it and you're not so stressed about the grading and everything else, it's, it's kind of, at least for me, it's the best time to really, really, like you said, enhance your craft. One thing I really like about all this is if you think about it this way, an average teacher is in the profession for how many years? Oh, man, 25. Is it? It's a lot, right? Yeah, it's like 25, 30 yeah, years. 25, 30 years. It's up there. Yep. So if you develop a unit, one unit per summer, and you have what? The average person has four, eight, 12 max yeah, units, yeah. Yeah, 12 chapters, w- 12 whatever. W- 12 would be a lot. That'd be a big number, I think. Yeah, I mean, if so if you just develop one after like, four eight years you're good you're good you have you'll be going back and you know revamping it but if you just pick one that your students will like and appreciate and just make it better each year you're staying at the top of your game every every summer i set the i set the goal of two units i never actually get to two because there's you get so busy doing other stuff but i for sure get the one done and it's it always comes out the best too because you had all that free time to work on it and it's it's uh, really helpful so Get with your colleagues. I know uh, I'm going to try to start something in August, and it's just going to be called Deck 490. And really? Yeah, this is blowing. I don't know about this. Yeah, you don't, you don't know anything about this. Am I not invited to Deck 490? The invitations haven't gone out. <laughs> okay. But it's going to be a select number of people, and they're allowed to bring one other teacher guest. Ooh. And we're just going to sit down, we're going to just basically do an unconference just talk about whatever we want and if we can decide a project that we want to work on together we'll do it wow and then we'll try to grow it from there there we go deck 490 you heard it here first the official release of geis's uh, new pd that sounds awesome all right so until next time go to gottech.com check us out there You'll see some uh, professional developments going up on that page finally and then also follow us on twitter at we got teched That concludes today's episode. Thank you very much for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WeGotTech or follow along on our website, gottech.com. Until next time.